Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Leadership and Loyalty Tips for executives. My name is Dov Barron. I'm your host here at the show. I'm here with my very special guest, David Ricklin. David Ricklin is the founder and creator of selfgrowth.com, which you may have heard of. It's been around for a long, long time. It is an amazing resource of all the top um, material you can possibly get hold of in anything that's to do with your growth. And what I mean that is your personal growth, as in your psychology, your spirituality, your physical, financial, there's a whole range of really great material, fantastic blog, great videos, all kinds, it's been there for a long time. David uh, has, I believe, well in excess of over a million people who go to that site, and this has been a fabulous resource for many people over a very long time, and David is very well established at serving people. Um, I was very blessed in that, uh, I think two years ago now, back I think it was 2012 maybe, maybe 2011, that David and I shared the stage together in Chicago, an event, and of course, you know, rousing applause, everybody loved the guy, everybody loved what he had to say. And the nice thing that I like about David, and I'm, I'm happy to bring him to you, is, um, as you know, for me, everything's about leadership and authenticity, and David is a really great example of an authentic leader. There's no... He doesn't swear anyone near as much as I do, but at the same time, there's no bullshit, there's no uh, airs and graces, there's no here's how it's supposed to look, but rather here's who I am. And, you, and I think you're going to really love what he has to share with you today, purely and simply from that reason, and he's going to give us some great insights, I'm sure, because I am going to drag them out of him, as I like to do. <laughs> so welcome, David. So glad to have you here. Thank you, Doug. Pleasure to be here. Excited to uh, to be on your show today. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. So, as I said, you're the founder of um, SelfGrowth.com. Tell, tell us a little bit about how that got started before we get into it. I'll give you the, the quick synopsis of it. I had an interest in self-improvement personal growth that started with a course I took from Dale Carnegie. Oh, really? Based on the How to Win Friends and Influence People. I was actually at Hewlett Packard, working at Hewlett Packard in sales and marketing, primarily sales. They sent me to this Dale Carnegie course, and I fell in love with self-improvement, personal growth, and I said, you know what? I need to be in this business one way or another. Hmm. Fast forward a few years to 1995. My girlfriend and I, Michelle at the time, we bought the domain name, selfgrowth.com. We both had an interest, and we started posting information about it, and lo and behold, people started coming to our site, and we built it up. We started getting a few visitors and started turning into a hobby, then a side business, Went full-time with it about 12 years ago now. Wow. And now we get between 1 to 2 million visitors every single month coming to selfgrowth.com, looking for a wide range of information on everything from goal setting, stress management, to leadership, to health, to finances, relationship. And I almost look at what we do as we're matchmakers. Mm. Uh, we bring together consumers with the experts who provide the information. We have over 300,000 articles on our site right now. Holy 300,000 articles, all for free, 
for people to improve their lives. So our goal is really to help the widest array of people find the tools they need to improve their life. 300,000 articles. Wow, and I think I'm prolific. <laughs> you. you make me I, look lazy. <laughs> I've got to cut down on that two hours sleep a night. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, we didn't write most of them, but we work with a lot of experts who bring us the content. So, it's, a, it's a big partnership. So, obviously, you're an avid reader yourself. Obviously, you're very much into personal development. Um, and as you know, of course, my focus, my subject is leadership. In, in the broad sense of it, is leadership. Is there much of a focus on selfgrowth.com for leadership? Yes, there is. We actually have a channel or a segment called leadership, and we actually have a few that are tied into leadership. So I look at leadership broadly. Uh, first, I look at leadership initially as skills a leader or a manager needs to develop in themselves to become more effective what they do. Yeah. So we have a section on leadership we have articles on leadership, we have products on leadership, uh, we have websites, recommended resources on leadership, we have events, teleseminars, and so there's a, a lot of information on leadership. Right. So that's an, an integral part of it, but I'm also a believer that a leader should focus on building up their skills. So a leader should be very good at setting goals, for example. Yes. A leader should be very good at communication skills, for example. Absolutely. A, a leader should be very good at stress management. They should have a good understanding of the stress. So leaders can use our site not only to develop their leadership skills, but really to identify and develop all the skills they need. Because for me, a good leader not only can lead, but is also a good example. Sure. And, and that's an integral part of leadership. Leadership is really setting the example. So how better to set an example than to develop each of these skills yourself? So we're really looking to provide this, this wide range of skills for people in leadership positions, in management positions, wherever you are, we want to help. See, for you, as the viewer, as you're watching this, you might be thinking, okay, well, why do I have this guy on, on the show today? And I'll tell you, you've heard me say this a thousand times, you read it in my articles, it's in my new book, it's, I think, because it's foundational, and that is this. The foundation of every great leader is self-knowledge. A, a leader who does not have self-knowledge is not a good leader. They're, some, they're, they're a manager at best, and, and I really say that at best. Most of the time they're a dictator, and they don't really know how to lead. And you can't lead without self-knowledge, and that's why I love this resource. I love it because it fits so well, so hand-in-hand -hand with leadership, but also fits so well hand-in-hand -hand with something new that you've got which is called Power Summaries. Now, I just want to sort of give everybody a background on this. I, I like you, probably can't count the number of books that I've read. Uh, I have no idea. Um, I am a bit loony in that, that I don't tend to read one book at a time. I usually have somewhere between five and ten books on the go at all times. Uh, you know, I might focus in on one for a week, and then I'll drift off onto the others, and I, I plow through a lot of books because of right. that. And about uh, 10 years ago, for a period, I was looking for ways to shorten the learning curve on those things, because books are great, don't get me wrong, and I love reading, uh, and this is a fast-paced world, and we've got to get information quicker, and, and it's got to be relevant. And I say to people all the time, you know, 
as a speaker, because I also train speakers with the Authentic Speaker Academy for Leadership, as a speaker, you got to know people don't want information. And what I, how do I know? They don't want it from you, meaning the speaker, because if they want information, you go to Google. There's 10,000 things you'll never get to read, 10 million things you'll never get to read on whatever it is you want to learn. People want an experience. But, so therefore, we want our information and our knowledge clear and succinct. And I don't think a lot of people take the time anymore to read the way you do and I do, David, and really take it in. And we need to get succinct versions of, of the information. And you put together something called Power Summaries. Tell us about that. Oh, one of the challenges with selfgrowth.com for a lot of people is there's so much information. There's 300,000 articles. There's 70,000 websites to go to. It's kind of like almost a Wikipedia for self-growth, self-improvement. So the question a lot of folks say and, and ask me is, all right, what do I really focus on? What's the best approach? And we started analyzing it, and we had this idea. I'm an avid reader, and I love books. And what we ended up doing is we identified what I describe as the best of the best. We identified yeah. and said, well, what are the best and most important books out there to improve people's lives? So what are the best books for improving your health, your finances, your relationships? What are the best life's? What are the best books out there for developing leadership skills, for management skills? What are the best books out there for spirituality? And we identified 364 of the best-selling books of all time. Wow. So these are literally the best-selling books. So if you look at your niche, they're books like Seven, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, The One-Minute Manager, you know, the Delivering Happiness, Tony Shea, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And for each of these books, we said, all right, What's the core information that people need to really understand? What could they take out of this book? And we wanted to have it in a five or six page summary that people could do a couple of things with. One is they can learn some of the core things yeah. and figure out, out what's this book about and what action items or steps can they take based on this. So we came up with, for each of these books, the summary, what's the core information. We came up with action steps. Then we came up with what questions should you ask yourself based on this, kind of questions to ponder. Then we came up with some quotes from the book. In addition, we put in a little bit of the bio so you know the, the author's background. And the goal is that someone could take this five or six pager, walk away with some key information. If they've already read the book, it's a perfect reminder for you. And if you haven't read the book, it's a great way to get a quick introduction to immediately implement some of the ideas and to see if this is a book that you can use in the future. Is this a book you want to buy? So yeah. you can use it as a way to provide a, a very grounded, objective view of the book so you can make a decision and say, hey, I like what he's saying. I like what's in there. I, I like some of the ideas of In Search of Excellence by Tom Peters. Can I know, now go and implement some of these? So the goal is really to kind of short cut everything, get some really good information into your hands in literally a few minutes, you can run with it and then expand from there. You know, it's, it's interesting because you've just covered exactly what it was for me as an experience. And that is, as I said, read a lot. And I am a big fan of these things. Highlighter pens. I sure. Have, I have a whole array of highlighter pens in different colors. Uh, yep, and yep. each color is for the time that I've read it. And so yep, I <laughs> exactly. So I have books that are multiple colored, sometimes colored over, um, because I've read the book several times. And it, it does work in that it allows me to flip through and find stuff, but it's not as succinct as I would love it to be. 
And what I really like about uh, about this idea, what you've done with, with Power Summaries, is, as you said, it allows me to go back to books that I've read, books that I've read sometimes multiple times, and go, oh, yeah, that was the key thing. Or, or right. what was that quote? I know it was from this book, and I can't remember what it was, or I kind of vaguely remember it, and there it is. I love that about it. The other thing I loved about it was this, and I get frustrated with this with my own books. I'm just about to release my next book, and it's one of my frustrations with people. This is a great book. What are you going to do with it? This right. is not ed this is not shelf help. It's not to help your shelf. It's to help right. you. What are you gonna do with it? And what I love what you did in this book was you gave actual action. Uh, in this power summaries is you give actual action steps. So here's right. what to do. Love that. And I am a big, 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 big. Like I do it all the time. If you follow me on Facebook, you know this. I'm constantly putting questions forward to sure. get people to think a little bit differently, get them to open their mind a little bit differently. And you've done that in this too. So right. you've got this great summary of the book. You've got, here's what you need to actually bloody do, rather than just, oh, I read that, but actually right. take some action steps. And things to ponder so that you're going, so this is not just surface. Let me take this a little bit deeper. And, and what I found was when I looked through it was, was here, and, and you may have done this too, you may have even thought of this, but for me it was like, okay, read the summary, now read the action steps. Set about the action steps. What am I going to do? Okay, now read the questions and really ponder those for a day or two and then go back to your action steps and see if they change. Because they do. The depth is different and you go, oh, yeah, I put that, but that was my first answer. But now that I've really pondered this question, and as I said, great leaders are great thinkers. We're not, we're not surface. We go deep. Um, we have the self-knowledge, but we have the willingness to go deeper on anything that happens. And that's what I really loved about this. And on top of it, sidebar, is because like you, I consume so many books, I'm often, okay, there's now 12 books I want to purchase today. Not quite sure which one's going to be the book, but if I go to book summaries, I go, okay, yes, I want this. I want this classic. I didn't read that one. I want to go back. Here it is. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not for me. Oh, that is perfect. That is exactly what I'm looking for. So I love the way that this works for people like us who are busy, who are leaders, and who are avid learners, and who are committed to our self-knowledge. It's very well done, and I think it's got so much value for busy people. I mean, it's like, perfect, well done. Thank you, and one of the interesting things, when I first started doing these, we have a weekly meeting where I bring my staff in, and we'd go through the questions. And we found other people started to do this. So if you're a leader, you're a manager, you have a team. So these are great to distribute to your team and go through the questions. So the, the questions are already there yeah. to help kind of facilitate a discussion on this. It's almost like instead of having to say, all right, what questions do people have? You go around and, and I'd have a series of questions that are available and I'd go around the, the group and say, all right, what are your answers? And we bring up a question and have a discussion. on. So that was real. The real power came in for me as a manager because I run a team here. Yes. And a lot of folks are finding there's a lot of power in that. And what's interesting about that, you're right, it, it facilitates change. Yes. And that's really what that's what these books are about. These book summaries are about helping you facilitate change. Because what's interesting is there's a, a stat out there, especially in the nonfiction that only 10% of the books people purchase are read cover to cover. So literally in, in this genre, 90% of, you know, 
People just buy the books or on the shelf. This way you get the useful information right up front. It gives you something to start with and then you know, hey, this is perfect for me. Let me go back and finish it. Exactly. Yeah, I uh, I, I love that about it. I like the accessibility of it. Uh, um, and like I said, it's, it's a great tool for using with your entire team. So <clears throat> first of all, I just want to say to everybody, so you're going to wonder, okay, how do I get power summaries? How do I go find out about it? I'm going to put a link right underneath this video. It'll be right there on the podcast page. And I'll also post it on uh, Facebook and Twitter and, and LinkedIn and all my social media as well. So you can get to power summaries. Go over there. Take a look. I promise you, it's, it's, like this is going to be so valuable to you over time. I can't recommend it enough. Um, so I will make sure that, that link is there for you. So don't worry about that. But rather than trying to get you to write it down now, it's too too difficult. Um, David, you know we're talking about leadership here. Uh, we're talking about what you do that facilitates leadership. Let, let me ask you. You've been a leader of your own organization for for a time. You bring your team together, etc. My one of my great subjects is not just leadership, but loyalty. Keeping people loyal. And it's something you've been able to do. I mean, you said one to two million visitors per month to your website. And for me, loyalty is loyalty. Now, what I mean sure. by that is whether it's the loyalty of your friends to you, whether it's the loyalty of uh, people coming to your website, or whether it's the loyalty of your employees. T give us some tips what you believe really generates fierce loyalty. Well, there's a couple of pieces of the puzzle. So I look at loyalty, and you want to figure out loyalty, and we can touch on both of these. One, I want to touch on loyalty of kind of your customers, yes. your customers, your prospects. So you want loyalty from them, and then there's loyalty from your team. Absolutely. You want to, you want to create loyalty from your team. And there's some overlap in terms of ways to do that, uh, and we'll start and we'll, we'll delve in a little bit. We'll start Please. in the time we have. So let's look at what's near and dear to my heart is marketing. I'm really, if you, if you look at my background, I started in sales and marketing. I'm still in sales and marketing. I'll always be in sales and marketing. And one of the things, one of the messages I have for everybody, whether they like it or not, is I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're the president of a company. I don't care if you're an administrative assistant. I don't care if you're in sales. I don't care if you're an engineer. Everybody's in sales. You got it. Everybody's in sales. At a minimum, you need to sell your ideas internally. You need to, to get buy-in in what you're doing. And there's a few things that we consistently look to do over time. And one is, and these are some real basic things, but you need to think about it and focus on doing it. So we always try to provide value. Right. And real value. And, and this, for me, is key. Because if people know that they're going to get value from whatever interactions they have from you, guess what? They're going to be comfortable and more open with interacting with you more frequently. Yeah. You know, I, I know I can trust this guy, selfgrowth.com, power summaries. I know he has good information. I've trusted him before. Uh, he's not steering me. He or she is not steering. Organization is not steering me in the wrong way. So you really need to, to provide that for folks. And I think that's, that's very, very important. So we're always trying to provide good, useful, you know, deliver something of value, tremendous value. And whether that's be articles or products that we have or advertising, our goal is, is to provide as much value as possible. Uh, I don't like, you know, disengaged customers. I don't like angry, upset customers. And we go out of our way. So there's a lot of studies that have been done on this that one disgruntled customer can do more damage than 
10 positive customers. Certainly so in the world of social media. Yeah. Now with the power of social media, you get one disgruntled customer and they can you know, have a huge impact. Create an avalanche you know? of ne negatives. You know, one of yeah. the things you were just saying there about creating value, and I just want to address this with everybody. You, you hear that a lot. You know, you've got to provide value sure. and it becomes somewhat cliche. Sure. And I think that, you know, with what you're doing, is it's, it's a big umbrella. Personal growth, self-growth, it's, it's a big umbrella. But for what I want to say to you as our viewer is you got to look at how you can best provide value to the people you are serving. And that will not be the same as me or as David or as somebody else. And, and you have to be really keyed in and, and, you, and you've got to be willing to ask the questions that are going to be potentially a little uncomfortable for you, but ask the questions of what does this person, as in my potential client, my potential customer, see as valuable? See, sure. my people, the people I serve, the most valuable thing they can get is one-on-one -on -one time with Dove. That's the number one thing. I sure. can te teach them all kinds of things, and they're going to have great, great value. But they understand that that's never going to be equivalent to 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it might be, or, or uh, doing a training with me over a period of months is never going to have that same level of value. And you've got to look at, okay, how can I give value that for them is going to be wow. So that I agree with you fully. You've got to create value, but you've also got to be discerning and you've got to be critical in looking at value. And then the key to that is don't assume you know what value is to your customer. It's a huge mistake. So what's interesting, and I want to piggyback and tie into power summaries a little bit. One of my favorite books, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits, Highly Fit. 15 million copies of this book. Yeah, not done uh, very well. That, yes, he's, he's done okay. Um, he did okay with that business, got the book out there in a big way. But one of my favorite habits of the seven was seek first to understand, then to be understood. Yeah. So we cover that and give some specifics of it. But the reason it's so powerful, and it's a very simple concept, because I'm from the New York area. I'm from New York, New Jersey. And and you need to fight to get a word in edgewise sometimes because <laughs> no one's listening. Everybody has their state. Everybody wants to share. Oh, I know this. I know that. And whether it's working with your customers, your marketplace or your employees, if you really focus on it, of first seeking to understand right, what is it that they really need? Mm -hmm. What do my customers really need? And focusing on listening and understanding it. And for your employees as well, what do they really want? What do they really need? And then once you, you know, seek first to understand, then and only then you can get across the power of whatever it is you're offering or sharing. Absolutely. But we get in this mindset and, and it's so easy to do that, oh, I've been doing this for years. I know what people want. I know what they need. Oh, I'm a bit of manager. I've been doing this for 10 years. I don't need to listen. And here's the thing. So even if you do know better than they know, and you do know what your customer wants and needs, and you do know what your employee wants and needs, there's a value in letting them know that you're willing to listen. Even if you're sitting there saying to yourself in the back head, yeah, I've heard this a hundred times, I know this, blah, blah, blah. Even if you know this and have heard it before, there's a huge value because you, you want to get your customers buy-in, you want to get your employees buy-in. And they're much more likely to give you buy-in if they feel that you've listened to them. So you got to get out of this mindset that you know everything about anything. 
And, yeah. and you need to get in this listening mode. And it, it's just so critical. And we're all in such a fast pace. Oh, let me get the word out. Let me just tell them. That I'll shortcut it. I know what they want. I know what they need. I know what they're thinking. Here, this is it. It doesn't work. No. We, we, we've gone into that in great detail in my new book, Fiercely Loyal. And one sure. of the things we've covered in that is, is exactly that, particularly with the, the new generation of millennials, is that if you don't shut up and listen, you're going to lose your people. And because one of the things that's of vital importance to millennials in order for them to be loyal to anybody is they have to feel that they matter, that what they have to say counts. And if we are from the generation that I'm from, which is the young end of the baby boomers, or you're from Generation X, it's easy to assume, well, I've got more experience than you. I know sure. better than you. And yep. if you do that with a millennial, you could lose a star player any moment in time. So... So here's the thing is you may have the experience, but you'll never have their perspective. And that's the key thing. That's, that's the thing that one of the things I try to get across in the book is like experience is very valuable, but so is perspective. And you can't ever have anybody else's perspective. You can perceive it. You can work it, kind of figure it out a bit, but right. only they get that. And you have to be quiet and listen carefully to exactly what it is that they see. I did a phenomenal, as part of the, one of these shows, did a phenomenal interview with three millennials from Kairos, the Kairos organization. These mm -hmm. are millennials all over the world. They're CEOs. They, they've done amazing things. These three right. kids were 21, 23, and 25. One of them had been a CEO for seven years or something. Like, like did you start in kindergarten? <laughs> right. You know, when, there, when we were like drinking at the back of the shed, they were already starting businesses. Amazing, amazing. And they're very, very bright. And, and you've got to be willing to listen to them. And, and I think it's a, a key element of leadership is to listen. And that's why I personally agree with you that I really like that, that, that habit. Seek first to be understood. Another way of saying it, one of the things we say, again, it's not mine, it's not original, which is uh, be focused on being interested rather than interesting. Yes, you become yes. interesting by being interested, and that's a key figure for people to really grasp. What's interesting about what you're saying? What's interesting about what you're saying is the Dale Carnegie stuff I mentioned earlier. Dale Carnegie's "How to Win Friends and Influence People" was written, I think, in the 20s. I'm sure. guessing 1926, and one of his core principles was show a sincere interest in people. So this was back in the 20s. And we have to keep coming back to it because it, it's almost a natural thing that if you know something, that you just want to share it. You sure. want to share it, but Absolutely. you need to keep that in mind. So you, sometimes you need to overcome your natural inclination to just tell or share. And this is a problem for anybody who manages salespeople. Every single new salesperson I've ever managed or ever trained talks too much. Mm -hmm. Every single one. They, they have to share everything they know about the product. And whether you're in sales or management, whatever you do, this is such a core principle and one you need to focus on because, as I mentioned, the natural inclination is if you know stuff that you want to share people, share it with people. But you need to come back to that and say, hey, you know what? You need to learn their perspective, at a minimum what their perspective is, because that will help you figure out the best way of sharing what you know. And again, that's why what I like about power summaries at the bottom now with, with these thought-provoking questions because it's all about questions because questions allow you to listen so a thought-provoking question put forward rather than here's what I know right. and giving them the summary 
rather than asking questions and saying, well, well, what does it mean to you? As you sit there as you're a member of my team, what does it mean to you to seek first to be to understand rather than being understood? What does that actually mean? Oh, give me the right answer. Tell me the gut-level response right. to that. You get perspective from that individual. And you can say, you know, and, and, and particularly if you have people who are different generations, what do you think it means to you and your generation? Versus what does it mean to you? So you're a millennial, you're, you're a generation Xer, you're a baby boomer. And you will, if you actually shut the heck up and listen, you'll be blown away rather than saying, no, this is what it means. Because L meaning is subjective. Everybody has their own meaning of everything. When I say the word sex, what does it mean to some people? Some people it means pleasure. Some people it means fun. Some people it means pain. Some people it means torture. You know, some sure. people it means uh, obligation, like doing the dishes. Uh, you know, each word has a subjective meaning. And by asking these powerful questions that you give in every single one of these power summaries, I think that that, right there, right there, that is a great leadership tool to go through these classic leadership books, like you said, like Seven uh, Seven Habits or Good to Great, which I personally thought was a fantastic book. Um, what's the other one that Collins did that I, that I really like, the follow-up? Um, oh, I think I even got it here somewhere. Oh, it was uh, not Good to Great. It was uh, it was like Staying Great or something. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, it's, that's not it. But it was a fabulous book. These books... Like to just get those principles down and have those questions and to be able to deliver those action steps to your team. That on its own is such a powerful leadership tool that every, I don't care what, what you're in. I don't care whether you're a leader of a small group of two people, you know, you're, you're an entrepreneur with, with an assistant or whether you are, you know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, well, I don't know if this is for me because I work with very high level leaders and um, not everybody can afford to work with me, and I say that up front, um, whether that's financially or emotionally, because I demand a lot from you. Um, and I say, you know, you might not be able to afford me. That's okay. And they say, well, maybe I'm too small. It's got nothing to do with the size of your business. Right. Nothing to do. And, and you can use these, these tools that, that are in the power summaries, whether you've got a team of two, or in another case of another person I was speaking with the other day, he has a smaller business. He's under, he's under He's around $30 million. And his business, he gathers his team around him every Monday morning, and they they actually go through chapters of a book. This would be a fantastic tool for them. So mm -hmm. I don't care whether you're a CEO of a Fortune 100, or whether you're an entrepreneur single with a single assistant, or whether you have a, a small team. This is a great tool, and I want to recommend everybody to, to tap into it. David, I want to thank you for being here with us. It's been great. Love chatting with you, mate. Thank you so much for sharing great information, great insights. Again, for you watching, uh, selfgrowth.com is David's original site. But what we're talking about here that I think is going to be a great tool for you is power summaries. And as I said, I'll put a link below. We'll make it easily and accessible for you so you can find out about it. And we'll make it sure that you can get a hold of David or his team, whatever you need to do too. Any yeah. final passing words you want to leave us with, David? Yeah. Gain insights, great books, a lot of information. And my final thing is... Take what you learned today and pick one thing from it, just one thing. We covered a lot of things. So I always tell folks, hopefully you jotted down some notes. If not, jot down some notes. Pick one thing that you're going to take action on today. Absolutely. If you, if you walk away with one thing that you take action on, you're ahead of the game. Absolutely. Thanks again, mate. It's been a pleasure having you here. A real pleasure. Thank you. Okay.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.